few years back, I was running out of money, so I volunteered for research study at the University of Pennsylvania. Hidden Pictures by Jason Bakulik. I read that. Welcome to I Read That. I'm Erin Sabre. I'm Katie Gray. And this is the show where we pick a monthly genre and read books in the category discussing everything in between two covers. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode 30. Oh, we did it. Yeah, we did it. Episode 30. We got through the and intro, too. And it's a too. spooky book. Well, yeah. Spooky season book. Yeah. We, it's supposed to be horror for October, but I picked... Supposed to be a. I was supposed to pick horror for October, but I accidentally picked a supernatural thriller instead. Yeah. It was good. It was still enjoyable, though. Yeah. I, but it, yeah. it wasn't scary. No, it wasn't scary. Well, the the book book was scarier than the audiobook, I'm guessing, but. Hmm. We'll see. We'll discuss that. <laughs> I, um, before we get into it, though, I wanted to talk to about another book we both read. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And we didn't even, like, know... I didn't know you were reading it. Is it the the one about, um, I'm glad my mom died? Yeah. So we both read that memoir by Jeanette McCurdy. Yeah. And I just want to say that I would totally recommend that book to read. Yeah. I give it five stars. I listened to it as an audiobook. Yeah. And I think you did as well. I did. And she reads the audiobook. Yes, because it's a memoir. Yeah, and it's really well presented, I think. Gosh, the deadpan way that she talks about horrible things. Just horrific things. Yeah, but her humor fell in line very well with mine. Yeah, I could see that. I could absolutely see that. But it was, like, it was really good, and it was really devastating, and I would tell anybody... If you're going to read it, to make sure you check the triggers, trigger warnings, because um, I am not easily shaken. Yeah. And the book was, I would, I would describe it as disturbing. See, I didn't find it, like, I found it disturbing, but at the same time, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, some, I was reading some Goodreads reviews and people were like, I don't see how this book is funny. It's sold as a funny book. And I think there is humor hmm. in it. Yeah, I think there is too. Yeah. But I definitely, like, as a mom, reading that and seeing the way her mother and her grandmother treated her is is upsetting. Even her father, right? The whole yes. family dynamic. It was so, it was so bad. Yeah. And when, um, yeah, and that she didn't even know. Like, she knew no other way to be. And so it was totally normal. She was homeschooled and she went to acting and then everybody was kind of segregated and she never got to spend time with any other kids or go to their houses and she just thought that that was how everybody was raised. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah. And I, so when I say it was disturbing, I mean in the sense that it's, I guess a better word is distressing. It was distressing to me to to hear because I hate knowing that people experience that. Yeah, it's tragic. Yeah, Ugh. but it's so good. Like, especially if you listen to the audiobook, I'll be buying the paperback when it comes out as well, because, like, I would like to... There are so many quotes in it, and there's one mm-hmm. where she was like, "Those there is a distinction between two types of people, those have it, who, have, who have experienced loss and those who haven't, and I discard those who have not experienced loss. Yeah, because when her mom's dying and the dude's like, your mom's not going to die, babe, and she's like, 
Yeah, it is. She just did. She just died. Yeah, my, um, one of my oldest friends is reading it. And the reason I read it is because she said she wanted to read it. And she, her, her mother's an incredible narcissist, like horrible. And I have observed our whole lives, her and I, the, just this destructive mother that she has. And so when she told me she was going to read it, I told her I would read it with her because I'm, I figured she would, there's a lot to process in reading all of that. And, um, so she's like in the first, within the first 10 chapters. So she's still at the very beginning before it becomes really apparent just how severe everything is. And so I told her last night when I finished it, I was like, this book is a lot. Take your time. Like if, if you've experienced a trauma from a parent and you haven't started to process that, take your time reading that book and eating disorders. Yeah, that's especially a huge, disorders. That's a huge component of this book. And if you have one and you're not really dealing with that this current time, uh, this might not be the book for you. But it's basically how mm-hmm. she dealt with the trauma with her family as well as getting over a destructive eating disorder. So, yeah. Yeah. Very yeah, powerful. Was, yes, I, Janet McCready will never hear this, but man, like, you are heard, you're seen, great job. Thank yep. you. Yep. Can't recommend the book enough. It was so good. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we're not here to discuss that book. <laughs> What'd you no, say? No, we aren't. So let's, why don't you give me a book summary? I'm going to give you a disclaimer. Oh, yeah. We should do that first. So these are our opinions. Our humor is dark. You will like what you like. There will be spoilers. Please read the show notes for trigger warnings for this episode. I don't really think there's a lot. I mean, there's a couple. There's a couple, but yeah. Like, there, there's like murder and kidnapping in this book. Yeah, that's like light trigger warnings <laughs> at this point. Compared to Jeanette McCurdy's book, absolutely. Yeah, so I'll give you a book summary. We'll just roll right through this. Fabulous. Yeah. Mallory Quinn is fresh out of rehab when she takes a job as a babysitter for Ted, Caroline, Maxwell... She is to look after their five-year-old son, Teddy. Mallory immediately loves it. She has her own living space, goes out for nightly runs, and has the stability she craves. And she sincerely bonds with Teddy, a sweet, shy boy who is never without his sketchbook and pencil. His drawings are usually fair, usually fair, trees, rabbits, balloons, but one day he draws something different, a man in the forest dragging a woman's lifeless body. Then, Teddy's artwork becomes increasingly sinister, and his stick figures quickly evolve into lifelike sketches well beyond the ability of a five-year-old. Mallory begins to wonder if these are the glimpses of a long, unsolved murder, perhaps relayed by a supernatural force. Knowing just how crazy it all sounds, Mallory nevertheless sets out to decipher the images and save Teddy before it's too late. Yeah, that's, that's the book. That is the book. It's definitely the book. Do you have lots of tidbits? Oh my gosh, I didn't do other tidbits. That's okay. <gasps> I'm going to carry this episode on my um, no, broad dude. man-like shoulders. <laughs> Don't say that. But <laughs> I this morning when I was, I was, I woke up and this, my doc for this was the first thing I did. And I finished it and I thought to myself, that went a lot faster than it usually does. And now I know why. I'm going to carry this oh team through gosh. episode 30. I am so sorry. 
Listen, I've had a really rough day. I had a so, really rough day. I'm going to tell you about uh, this wonderful author. Please tell me about him. I wish I could have researched him. So Jason started out as a publisher. Oh, interesting. He worked in publishing for 20 years at an indie kind of place. When hmm. he's asked if he was a publisher who became a writer or a writer who became a publisher, he definitely says that he was a writer who became a publisher. He has always enjoyed writing. Okay. Many of his books and ideas have hit the New York Times bestsellers list. How many? Did you see how many books he's written? I think it's, so it's not him. It's, I think, 20 people who have been like under his Oh, okay, okay. Tutelage. So books he's published. Okay. Yeah. 20 of them have hit the New York Times bestsellers list, which is pretty impressive. So mm -hmm. for an example, when a screenwriter and a vintage photo collector approached him about publishing a book of antique photographs... He urged him to write a novel about an orphanage inspired by the children in the photos. Oh, okay, okay. And this made the book, um, which resulted in Miss Peregrine's Home for Particular Children. Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Yeah, so that's... Yeah, I've so heard of that book. It was just a dude who came up to him, and he's like, I want to publish this book full of pictures. He's like, you know, you should actually write a book... About the... About the pictures. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. I've actually like read half of that book. Oh, there you go. I haven't finished it, but I've read half of it. Yeah. So quoting him, this is a direct mm -hmm. quote from him. I wanted to write a novel with illustrations for an adult audience. I've been interested in possibilities of illustrated fiction for a long time. I'm sure some readers dismiss novels with pictures as childish or gimmicky. But I think they're an interesting way to engage the 21st century attention spans. After all, you're probably reading this interview on a screen, and the text is probably probably bracketed by all kinds of colored, colorful, compelling images. What if a novel offered the same visual excitement? I guess I just love print books, and some of the most beautiful books have printed, ever printed, have been lavishly illustrated. That's cool. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't know it was illustrated. Until I texted and you one day and I was like, yeah, you were like, these pictures are so creepy. And I was like, what pictures? Yeah. I was like, I wonder how the audiobook's going to deal with all these pictures. And you were like, excuse me? There's pictures? And then I started Nobody texting told me. you them. Yeah. You sent them to me. They are pretty creepy pictures. That was only some of them. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot more. Yeah. If I was in a Barnes and Noble, I would totally go and just like peruse them look at all the pictures yeah it was it was creepier with the pictures along with the story yeah i bet yeah so that's basically my author tidbits i didn't get a lot but i just thought those were really interesting tidbits it's more than i did man apparently I'm sorry i forgot that it's okay apparently he has more books like coming in the future he just hasn't really hashed them out yet and doesn't want to give too much away so is this his first novel I think it's like his second. Okay. Yeah, or his third or something. I didn't look at how many he's written. This seems to be like mm -hmm. the mo like the more mainstream one. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Nice. That's cool. This is the first time I've heard about this human, so I don't know how much that says. But our ratings are at 15 points, a max of five points for each category. The categories are characters, the book space, world building, slash storytelling. Yes. What did you give this book? I gave this book a 10 out of 15. 
Okay. It was just, I liked it, but it wasn't like a, oh, I want to read it again and listen to it again kind of book. Was the audiobook good? Like, were the voice actors good? Yeah. Yeah. The the, the reader was good. Um, but it, maybe I would have liked it more with the pictures. Mm, maybe. Just described the pictures in the audiobook. Um, but it would have been cool if it would have, like, told me, like, hey, there are pictures to go with this. Like, look up at this, you know, look this up and click this PDF. Because there's another book. So I started our December book, mm-hmm. one of our December books. And in the audiobook, it says, you know, for maps and references, go to this PDF that is included in your audiobook purchase. Mm. So it might have been maybe a little bit better enhanced if there was some sort of pdf i could have looked at i think he sells the pictures in like a different book as like a side book interesting for people who like get other books or just like want the pictures but i i didn't really look into it hmm yeah pictures are super creepy especially towards the back of the story so you should post them on instagram oh i will uh what did you give it i give an 11 Oh, okay. So we're like kind of on the same page. I I enjoyed it. I'm going to keep it. Yeah. Because I think at some point I'll read it or I'll give it to somebody else to read. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's a good, it's a good one. It's a good staple thriller. Yeah. Like if you're in the mood for a thriller, it's a good one to go to. Yeah. What'd you, what'd you give it for characters? So I give it a four. Same. I really like the characters. I like the diversity of the characters. Yeah. Did you think it was strange that this dude she started dating just immediately believed her? Like, everything she said, he believed her. Yeah, he. I thought he was going to be the bad guy. Well, like, it was so weird to me that she was like, I think that my uh, kid I'm nannying is possessed by a ghost. And he's like, yes, you're right, babe. The kid's possessed by a ghost. And I was like, what? Like, you're not even going to be like, meh, it's probably not that. Right? Yeah, I thought it was really weird. And then she was like, I'm, I am a recovering drug addict. And he was like, yeah, I'm mad at you, but I guess I'll, be, I'll forgive you, whatever. Yeah. That was like, interesting. Okay. That seemed strange. <laughs> but um, the rest of the characters were interesting. Did you, I think, she, I think the author, he, I almost said she, I think he did a good job of making the dad creepy. In subtle ways. In subtle ways. And yeah, so he was creepy in a, in a, um, he was creepy in a subtle way. Mm-hmm. And I actually did not expect when he showed up in her room, like with his pants off and stuff, I was like, oh man, like I thought that it was a red herring, but you actually are a creep. Yeah. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked the character. I did too. I thought they were fleshed out and realistic. Yeah. So what did you give it for pace? I gave it a three. Okay. I also which gave maybe it a three. would have. Okay, okay, okay. I did feel like it was a little, uh, it kind of dragged on too long. Yeah. Like, all of the, and then once it did start moving, it moved so fast. Like, the part when they're running through the woods, running from the mom, was so fast, and everything just happened so quickly, but it also felt really, I don't, like, I don't know if it was satisfying. It wrapped up very quickly, and the ending came almost abruptly. Yeah. And the part where she was, like, drugged. With baby powder. With baby powder was so weird. Yeah, I was like, this is, like, you couldn't have, like, okay, 
maybe this is just me. Couldn't have given her heroin and then shot her up with Narcan or like right like, made it a little bit more realistic other than I replaced it with a baby powder. <laughs> right? <laughs> like Yes. And why did she see the ghost if she was like on baby powder? What what was that just like her trauma? Like her stress caused her to like suddenly pass over the veil and see the ghost? I don't know. It was weird. And also the ghost really didn't serve a purpose in that moment. She just was present. Yeah. It was it was a weird ending. Yeah, when it kicked off it got really strange. Yeah. It's kinda like a fever dream. I did guess that the parents somehow were involved and that the ghost was not the ghost she thought. Yeah. Like I figured that out. But what did shock me for talking about pace was when it was revealed that the little boy is actually a little girl. And they hid the And they hid her they identity. changed the child's like made the little girl dress up like a boy and basically erased that she was a girl. Yeah. I cannot imagine the confusion that would cause for that child. Like the therapy she had to go through. And they they talked about that how afterwards she was they explained to her what happened and she was able to kind of choose which one she wanted to be. And like, I cannot imagine that. Yeah. It was a twist that I did not see coming. And the I fact didn't see that, that one coming either. Teddy stabbed them all. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a couple of twists that I didn't see coming, which is nice. Did Teddy stab the mom or was Teddy possessed by the ghost? Oh yeah. Teddy was possessed by the ghost, but still. Yeah. But still. yeah, that's right. Because Teddy woke up and was like, what's going on? Why am I covered in blood? It was sad. It was sad that they took advantage of that woman and stole her baby. Yeah. She just wanted to paint in the meadow. And I don't think that was being neglectful. No? I guess it's someone who's a mother. <laughs> like, letting your kid play while you, like, I don't know. Right? Maybe you shouldn't be but is it though? walking through the woods, staring at people's no, kids. So, world building. World building. What did you give it? Uh, you gave it a four. I gave it a three. Look at you doing math. I, did that you see my test. eyes? That did you see? Test. Did you see it? Did you see my brain processing? And it took way too long. Then it showed like, yeah. No, I gave it a three. Okay. I thought it was fine. The I think the reason I detracted was because it wasn't. There was not a lot of suspense built. Okay. There were like maybe two lines that I was like, oh, that's a creepy line. Mm. Um, but. There wasn't a lot of suspense, and there wasn't a lot of... And then, like, also detracted points for the weird guy who just believed everything she said. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I like the world building of, like, the community and how, like, perfect it was. Very like, Stepford, yeah. That in itself was creepy to me. How, mm -hmm. like, everybody was perfect and, like, perfect appearances and, like, all this kind of stuff. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And then... um the addiction and then the friend that kept like how are you doing blah 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 blah. i liked those kind of things her sponsor yeah did what did you think about the um the testing at the start of the book where she like went to the facility for like the specialized testing and then it like, oh, kept coming up in like, the book do i think it was real or not yeah like did it serve a plot purpose i think it was uh i think it was an attempt to make us distrust the narrator because the whole book yeah. is the whole book is about gaslighting right yeah and so she's kind of gaslighting herself in being like i'm an addict and i made that up when like in actuality it it really did happen like you weren't crazy it was real and so i think it kind of falls into that category of gaslighting that 
was the basis of the conflict of the book. Mm. So I think it was in order to sow seeds of doubt for the reader in the narrator. If you want another book like that, um, Survive the Night by Riley Sager does that Mm. really well. Really? Yeah, and it's a mystery thriller. And the, the narrator of the story is she doesn't know if she's crazy or not basically and it's really hard to trust her narration and it's really like interesting to follow the story i think that was what the intent of that was i don't know how effective it was yeah because like we mistrust this narrator but then we immediately find her trustworthy because everything she's saying is happening is really happening so maybe if there had been some other way like maybe the dad was an artist or the mom was an artist and what she like uh thinks is the kid drawing we could think was i don't think it was in a very effective use of gaslighting because i don't know that there was any other explanation for the pictures except that the kid did them yeah so it might have been better if there was a few more red herrings yeah so yeah no actually i want to ask you i added in a thing that i didn't tell you but if you had to give this from a one to five spook factor one and a half with the pictures I gave it a one. Mm, one and a half with the pictures. Maybe the pictures would have, would have spooked me. The pictures were But I was not. Creepy. There was no point where I was running out to my truck thinking a worm was going to come eat me. <laughs> or a crazy man was going to come walk out in the wilderness. I don't think you need that stress this year. <laughs> no, I have plenty of stress otherwise. Um, okay, I'll guess your favorite quote. Okay. It's not going to be correct. Okay. Because there's not a lot of quotes available online for this book, believe it or not. I know. I was excited to pick yours. I'm like, oh, oh, oh did you go look? Ten. Oh my gosh, that's such a cheat. That's well, such a cheat. I only had my quote because I take pictures of the page when I'm reading the book to come back okay. to later to get my favorite quotes. Yeah. And I went through and I only had one picture of the book, and I was like, oh, this is my favorite quote. So I didn't pick one for you. So I went through the. Oh dang. I went through the list for you. So. Okay. 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 All right, well, what I think yours was, which I don't really think it was yours, but this is what I picked for you. I see her every night, Teddy says. She sleeps under my bed so I can hear her singing. Yeah, no. I chose that because it was like the creepiest option. That's fair. The rest of them were just kind of dumb. That's fair. So my favorite quote what is... What was your actual quote? I am not meant for these quiet moments. Yeah, see, that would have been a better one. See? So when she was, I think she was like floating in the pool or something and she was just like stagnant. Mm-hmm. So, well, I'm going to guess wow. yours now. I'm sure you're going to get it right because there are only like two good quotes on the whole page. <laughs> I probably didn't. <laughs> what did you pick? It was one of those ideas that doesn't sound stupid until somebody says it out loud. No, that's not it. Somebody's it's doing longer. the dishes. Yeah, my brother's freaking loud. <laughs> I'd yell, but <laughs> oh my gosh. His wife is in Hawaii right now, so he's, like, just very present. Living it up. Ugh. No, he's lost without his woman. Anyway, my favorite quote is... Tell me. She said I shouldn't try to write a book. I should just sit down on my laptop and tell the story, one sentence at a time, using the same language I'd use to tell a friend over coffee. She said it was okay not to sound like J.K. Rowling. It was fine if I sounded like Mallory Quinn from Philadelphia. Nice. I liked that one. Out of the options that I had. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but I did get tropes. I may not have done author tidbits, but I did do tropes. Okay, how many did you get? Four. I got dose. Okay, give me yours. One bed. Creepy guy slept on the floor. 
Oh, that's right. <laughs> Creepy guy slept on the floor. Uh, and then I, <laughs> who done it? <laughs> I don't know. I was fishing. I was oh, really wow. fishing this one. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, the first one I picked was Big Little Lies, which is kind of like nothing is real. It's very Stepford. Mm-hmm. Second one I picked was Gaslighting. Yeah. like a major theme and trope in the whole book. Third one, which is kind of the same along the same lines, Nothing is as it seems. Yep. Actually, I have five. Fourth one, uh, Kids are creepy. Yep. And the last one is Real people are scarier than ghosts. Yep. Because all along, it wasn't the ghost she had to be afraid of. The people she worked for. I like that. So those are mine. Awesome. We did not. Mm. We did not talk about the what books we picked for this, so we could potentially pick the same one. I doubt it. What if that's our next goal? I'm not going to try to guess your quotes. I'm going to try to get the same book as you. You're always like, "What book did you pick?" <laughs> but you always pick right. books by the same author, so I'm never really concerned. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. So if you like this, I picked. Tales of Mystery and Imagination, a collection of short illustrated stories by Edgar Allan Poe. Did you pick that one? No, I was just trying to trick you. I didn't think so. <laughs> by Edgar Allan Poe. Wow, you really went, you went old school. If you liked this, read this Edgar Allan Poe book. What, can you read a summary of it? I don't have a summary. <laughs> There's no summary? It's just no. Edgar Allan Poe's illustrated book. What? Edgar Allan Poe does not need a summary. You know what you're getting is it, into. Is it poems? No, I or think stories? they're like stories. Illustrated short oh, okay. stories. Oh my gosh. And the one that I looked is... up, when I looked this up, it was of a dude dragging a woman through the woods. Oh wow, how perfect. I know. How how canny that that was the same image in this book yeah. in that book. Wow. Yeah. What's your book? I chose. I did not go illustrated. I went with like a similar conflict okay so i chose dark room etiquette by robin Rowe, and i did my job and got a summary because you are a winner (laughs) just don't ask me about the author 16 year old sayers weight has everything until he's kidnapped by a man who tells him the privileged life the privileged life he's been living is based on a lie Trapped in a windowless room without knowing why he's been taken or how long the man plans to keep him shut away, Sayers faces a terrifying new reality. To survive, he must forget the world he once knew and play the part his abductor has created for him. But as time passes, the line between fact and fiction starts to blur, and Sayers begins to wonder if he can escape before he loses himself. That does sound interesting. So it's kidnapping, like what happened with Teddy, but it's also gaslighting, which which is what whatever her name is, experience. Mallory. That's right. I was going to say Madison. Mallory. Yeah. Mallory. So yeah, that's it. I, I would listen to this book again. Really? Yeah. Like if I didn't have anything else to do. Like it's not like I'm jumping to go do it, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm just saying like it is, it was a, it was a decent like, oh, I want to read something kind of spooky. Who done it? That's not a trope. It is now. <laughs> <laughs> for something to have Beatrope has to be in a lot of books which I guess mystery is a whole entire genre mm-hmm. wow look at me go incredible we're just reinventing the wheel so I'm not even going to go over the media because you know where to find us by this point if you don't then go listen to a different episode and find out yeah pretty much you get to go on an easter egg hunt in October enjoy so Yay. thanks for tuning in to I read that episode 30 